Welcome to Music Fishbowl. Hello and uh, welcome again to, this is episode 15 now of the Music Fishbowl, so it's uh, been an exceptionally, uh, well, a steadily long run, let's say that so far. Um, I just want to start off the episode today um, just by saying thank you for the last episode and all the feedback on that. It was an absolute love letter to classic rock and uh, people really responded. That was, it was really, really nice. Um, okay, um, in terms of just a bit of housekeeping... A website, as you always know, is still there. It's just the Wix site. It's it's in the description of the podcast. You can find it there. You can also find it uh, on my link tree, uh, which you can find uh, through my Instagram account, which is at thisisvinyl.tap. I promo the podcast there, and then mainly post about vinyl records and stuff like that there. Um, more on social media in a minute. Um, in terms of the podcast itself, uh, if you're on a platform that does allow for rating and subscribing, obviously on my website you can't necessarily do that, but uh, if you're on a platform that does allow for that, uh, please do it. Um, subscribing it is really important and that, that probably has a greater impact. Um, and also every download that comes from subscribing um, counts as a listen. So it's, it's, it's really easy for me to, you know, get some extra listens that way. Um, and, and rating the podcast as well just pushes it further. Those of you who have done this already, um, a huge thank you to you guys. I, I, I don't know who you are. If you have, I know people have, but I don't know who you are. Uh, feel free to drop me a DM on... Uh, on Instagram at this is tap again. Uh, feel free to drop me a DM there to say that you do it. Um, I'll be eternally thankful, and I'm happy to read your uh, name out or your Instagram tag or whatever um, out on the podcast to say thank you as well. So feel free to do that. Um, in terms of some new news for me, I've got a uh, well. I am going to be hopefully setting up a Twitter account as well to promo uh, all sorts and also. It's basically going to be like my Instagram account, be a bit less detail on the history front of the albums and stuff and the music that I put up on there. Um, so it's going to be a bit less detail due to the character restrictions, but you're going to get more videos of things. You're going to get um, more just random thoughts from me, uh, more promo on the pod, all sorts on there. So please, when I do set it up, do go follow me and I will be announcing that on my Instagram account uh, when I do so. Um, this week, uh, a returning guest, a really good returning guest, a guest that I love very much dearly. Um, I'm sure you probably guess who that is. Um, it's the wonderful and amazing, uh, shall I say, love of my life, uh, Gabby. Hi. Hello, Gabby. You all right? I'm all right. How you doing? Yeah, good, good. Hope you guys are well. You're not. I'm, I'm actually very sick. <laughs> You're not feeling very well, are you? <laughs> I got I got the cold. Aww. I don't have the, the um, C word. No. But I do have a very bad cold. Yeah, I've got a bad cold, yeah. It's very hard for you to have the C word. You had the C word quite a while ago, well, quite recently, didn't you? Yeah. It's very hard for that. But no, yeah, you definitely haven't got it. Um, yeah, um, so I was, this week, uh, just to introduce, um, I was watching Grady Smith did an interview with country singer John Pardy, right? I want to know your thoughts on this. So John, the singer, he uh, said that in terms of the videos they put up on YouTube, some music videos, in terms of that, the lyric videos are now considered by the record labels as more important than the music videos. Why do you think he says that? Um, I've not a clue. Uh, but the way I would see it from my point of view as someone who does not know a lot about the music industry uh, would be the fact that the music videos do take a lot more time and effort to put together. Mm-hmm. And therefore, like, the lyrics are one easy for someone who might have um what's it called a hearing no but also 
for people that want um that have difficulties such as partial deafness or anything like that oh i thought of that because they could read it as 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 they sing along um but it's also the fact that it's very easy to put together comparing yeah. it to the video it's so much easier to put together it takes so much like lower amount of money that they will make a they'll turn over a bigger profit yeah, so you kind of touched on majority of the reasons That's there right. that Jung says. I'll come on to the main reason he says, which he didn't touch on though. Oh, right, let's see yeah, it. I'll come on to that in a minute. I'll, I'll, so yeah, so what you said, like I quite like the one about the people with partial deafness. That's quite cute. I like that one. That's sweet. That's nice. Uh, yeah, I am all for music being as accessible as possible, obviously. But yeah, no. So the, so yeah, in terms of the cost of a music video, it is higher than making a lyric video, obviously. Um, Nowadays, so music videos used to be a promotional tool. They'd be played on MTV, be played on TV, they'd get played on chat shows, etc. When the star couldn't be there to perform in person, things like that. So you see, they're basically being used as a promotional tool. Now, the music video just goes on YouTube. People have to search it out themselves. So it's hardly much promotion. Uh, it's more of just a way for you to see your artist in action kind of thing. Yeah? So it's just to see them physically. Um... So there's that. So it, it's the fact that it's having less of an impact on pushing the artist out there. Yeah, if you get what I mean. Yeah. So the lyric video is just a cheaper way. The main reason, though, that he gave, right, it. is that music videos often have other pieces of sound in. They often have breaks in the music because because you have to draw people to the videos now. People are having to turn them more into stories and things like that. Yeah, so like some of the Britney Spears, like all the music videos. Yes. Like the criminal one, and there was another one. Um, so, that, yeah, that's the only one I can't think of it. <laughs> no, it's fine. But no, but yeah, so they, they're often becoming more story-like. They're also becoming longer in terms of like, they're becoming like, sometimes they're doing 10 minutes plus and things. Because they're having to attract people to the videos to make money out of them now. So, the difference with a lyric video is that people just stick that in their, in their YouTube playlists. Because it hasn't got the breaks in the music so they consider the lyric video more important because the way that people are actually listening to the music is on the lyric video and they put it in their youtube playlist because they're too either they're either too young to be old enough to get spotify as in like they can't afford it they're either too tight to bother getting spotify or they don't want the adverts of spotify because spotify actually does more adverts than youtube only just but it does um so if you have the free one that is so people can have the playlist and they can just have all the lyric videos in there and it doesn't get interrupted apart from the occasional advert. <laughs> but it's also the fact of it's so much easier to just kind of just put it on, like on speaker or something like that. Yeah, when you're anywhere, you can put it on. You don't have to just, yeah. You just I mean, think about it. You don't have the pauses, the awkwardness. You put all your music in like one playlist and it just plays yeah. along with it. Yeah. With minimal if, ads. Yes, if 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 you yeah if you're not paying for Spotify, yeah, that's that's the difference. So yeah, I, I just found that interesting this week. Um, anyway, we have a lot of music news this week because we've got two weeks backed up. Should we move on? Yeah. Cool. Music news. Music news. Music news. Okay, so music news this week. Quite a lot to go through. Um, starting off with the sad news of the week. Uh, it's only a little bit of sad news, luckily, this week. But um, it is an incredibly sad piece of news. Um, so Alec John uh, Such, one of the founding members of Bon Jovi, has actually passed away. 
Yeah. I like Bon Jovi. I know, Bon Jovi are good. Uh, he's passed away age 70, so he was the band's bassist between 83 and 94. Um, no details on why he has died have uh, been released. Well, at the time of me writing this piece of news down in my paper, they may have been since, because I've been doing this for two weeks, this news collection now. Um, but we we just wish, here at Music Visual, just wish everyone who's affected um, really well, and just thank Alex so much for all the amazing tunes that he helped to bring to bring to us. So... Uh, in terms of other news, the Rolling uh, the Rolling Stones have announced uh, their special guests for their tour. Uh, it's including the War on Drugs, uh, Phoebe Bridges, and Sam Fender, which is a brilliant lineup. Um, if you know who they are, not um, no, not a clue. Of course, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. Um, Gene Simmons says that Kiss are retiring out of self respect and love for their fans. So essentially, they are quitting while they're still great. I will say for me, Kiss are one of those live bands that just never been bad. Kiss has always been, always been a good band. It's never been a drop. They're getting really old now, no? They are, yeah. <laughs> but but this is the thing though, because of the makeup, it hides the age. They still look cool. They still look they really good. They still look cool. They however, look good. based on how you age, and they're you're... physically fit though. So yeah, but it will also affect your vocals. Mm. Age. Oh yeah, yeah. The vocals have changed slightly. Yeah, yeah, so they've adapted the songs for it to fit around the vocals, though. Which, yeah, but there's yeah. only so much they could do that for. Um, I would say actually the biggest piece of music news this week is probably about Kate Bush. Um, Kate. Kate Bush, yeah. Bush, Kate, yes. get out of my bush. <laughs> 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 Trying to do a serious news piece here. Anyway, her song "Running Up That Hill" has increased uh, by one hundred and fifty-three percent in the streams, and that was at the start of when I was writing this news so two weeks ago. So it's because it's it, the song appeared on Stranger Things. Uh, we saw this happen with Nirvana, you know, with Nirvana during the with the Batman film that came out recently. Um, but since then, I assume that that figure's gone up because um, it's reached number eight in the UK singles chart. This song came out in nineteen eighty-five, I think, around then. It's reached number eight in the singles chart now and might continue to rise. Oh, wow. <laughs> it feels like it's it's on the rise. Um, you'll be interested in this. Johnny Depp has appeared on stage and played guitar on stage uh, at a Jeff Beck show. Uh, Jeff Beck, this tour, um, Roger, who we had on last week, is actually going to see Jeff Beck on this tour, by the way. Um, Please take one. me away. <laughs> Johnny Depp might not be there for the whole tour. Johnny, he played been... one show, I think, in Sheffield. I think I don't know. Anyway, it was just oh. days after the uh, jury began deliberating on his uh, defamation trial. So, yeah, you, you like Johnny Depp, don't you? Oh yeah. You're happy with the result, aren't you? I was happy with the result. Um, I have no opinion on the result. I, it's not even about. <laughs> I have no opinion, generally. It's just care. the fact that like, it was such a mess. You're such a messy trial. You're so messy. <laughs> Her witnesses were saying different things that were literally like against her, and I won't lie to you, I quite much enjoyed um, the hashtag um, about Amber pooping in his bed. What did they call her, Amber Turd? Yes. It was quite funny, I thought it was... Edward Norton doesn't agree with you, by the way, the actor, the esteemed actor doesn't agree Oh, I'm agree, so sorry to yeah. offend just, just you. Just no, Edward Norton doesn't agree. I mean, he personally sent me a message and said, I, I have high clout. No, he didn't. No, I don't <laughs> get done for defamation. Um, he, he does. I believe Edward Norton does disagree uh, with the verdict, but but he didn't message me. It's um, their own. Yeah. Um, so the National have returned uh, to touring and played three new songs at their gig in Spain, which is really good. 
Uh, uh, Noel Gallagher's coming up a lot today. Um, Noel Gallagher has said some of his new tracks uh, will sound like the Stones and David Bowie, which is really cool. Like, we've had Liam's album come out this, uh, like, the past few weeks, and it's been hailed as one of the best albums of the year already so far, and it's there's not a person who said it's a bad album, um, which is really good. So looking forward to seeing Noel's, where his, his response will be, and I think he's going to be wanting to um but forgive me if i pronounce this incorrectly because teo has pronounced this name in front of me and he doesn't pronounce it how i do so i know i'm going to get this wrong Matteo being you know being italian he has pronounced this uh very differently too but maniskin manskin um anyway they're, they're a rock band they're a good rock band i've listened to them quite a bit i like them they are good yeah you like them don't you yeah um they've covered elvis's if i can dream for the new elvis presley biopic film which obviously we're looking we to go and see going. so we'll look forward to that um Elvis Costello and Alan Mays, I believe that's how you pronounce it, uh, have reunited uh, for that old musical project, Rusty, um, to release a collection of new music called The Resurrection of Rust. Um, maybe the band is called Rust and I wrote it down wrong, I don't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> Costello joined the band in 1972, uh, but they never actually recorded in the studio. Um, the project would include uh, reworked versions of six of their songs from their 70s set that they used to play, so that'd oh, be wow. cool. Um, Liam Gallagher has said... Uh, Hackers tried to spread false news of his hometown Etihad Stadium concert uh, being cancelled on his website. Don't know why you target Liam Gallagher of all people if you're a hacker trying to, you know, they're not, not going to get much out of that, are they, other than a load of disappointed people? Um, someone else. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, this was good. The new Suggs and Paul Weller uh, collaboration single, Who Do You Think You Are, or Who Do You Think You Are, over there, um, has been released. It's a very fun song and it's not a serious song, but it's it's really cool. It's Suggs you and like Paul Weller. Him. I like Paul Weller a lot. So, uh, Justin Timberlake has done what Springsteen and Bob Dylan have done, by the way, and Blondie and Sting as well. And he sold his back catalogue uh, for what is, I'm going to say, a measly hundred million dollars compared to the others. Um, to what? he sold his back catalogue. Okay, so he sold all his music, all his masters. He oh. sold his music. Yeah. So, so any music. So. Okay, so when they do this, right? So Springsteen's done I'm it, Dylan's done sexy it. Back. Yeah, yeah, that song's yeah. been sold now. So, <laughs> yeah. So he, he, basically, Springsteen's done it, Bob Dylan's done it, um, Blondie have done it, Sting's done it, and a couple others have as well. Uh, they, they essentially are selling all their master tapes. So they're not selling the royalties for the songs, they're selling the master tapes of the songs, so the actual songs. So all money off of record sales for those albums and future subsequent releases of them. Yeah. Yeah. Will be made by another company. So Sony bought uh, Springsteen's, I believe. So Sony will make all the money out of his music that's already been recorded. Any new music Springsteen makes, he'll make money. But Springsteen will still make money on all the radio play and everything that he gets from the old songs. So it's just the record sales. Yeah? Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's what Justin Timberlake's done. He sold it to uh, Hypnosis. Hypnosis? I don't know. Uh, song Management. That's what they're called. Uh, a company founded in 2018 by Nile Rogers, who's a. Uh, the legendary producer, guitarist of Chic and all that is a really great guy. And uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. I do apologise. Uh, Merc, uh, Mercury, Mercuriadis, I believe. So that's how you say Mercuriadis. it. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, 100 million is not much considering Springsteen was like 500 million. Bob Dylan was 350 million. Uh, but obviously he's got a lot less music. There was only like five albums there. And also, like, it's also not got the same staying power as these bigger artists, if you get what I mean. So it's kind of like, it might do, but I don't think it will. Um, I can't remember the last time he came out with a song or an album or something. Can't find the feeling. It's the last big hit he had. And that was when? A couple of years ago. Like five, few years ago. Yeah. 
Trolls 2 or whatever it was anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I went to see that in a while. Of course you did. <laughs> oh, bless <laughs> you. Um, so this is probably out, out of date now. I don't even know if Glassbury started or not. I don't know. I know it's coming up anyway. Uh, but Glassbury have announced its full 2022 lineup. So I'm, I've written down a list of the people that interest me. Uh, Robert Blant and Anderson Krauss. Wolf Alice, Crowded House. Paul McCartney. Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. Diana Ross. Supergrass. Blossoms. First Aid Kit. Olivia Rodrigo. Skunk and Nancy. Um... Pet Shop Boys, Casey Musgraves, Primal Scream, St. Etienne, uh, Wet Leg, Paul Heaton, and Jakai uh, uh, Abbott. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. It's basically the Beautiful South. Um, the Undertones, Scouting for Girls, Tony Christie, Chris Difford, The Shires, Suzanne Vega, uh, The Damned, uh, The Hoosiers, Ward Thomas McFly, uh, Imelda May, Billy Bragg, Yola, and The Magic Numbers are all the bands that would interest me on the bill. So I might be watching some of them over the Glastonbury period on TV. Um... Oh, the Rolling Stones also, again, they're back in the news. Uh, they will have a yoga and a gym area backstage to help them prepare for their shows uh, on their 60th anniversary tour. So they, they, they're getting on. They need that. <laughs> I yoga. just say. They are wrong. Um, Beth Orton has announced her first new album in six years called Weather Alive. Uh, it will be released on the 23rd of uh, September. Uh, the whole album has been produced uh, in her home studio in London. What else have we got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've announced a new album called Called It, uh, Called It Down. Sorry, it will be their first since 2013, and it will be it will release on the 30th of September. Uh, there will be eight new tracks on the album. Um, ah, this is this is quite a, a, a an odd piece of news actually. El Elton John was spotted at Leipzig Airport uh, in a wheelchair, being pushed to uh, into the terminal. Um, I, I was going to say that if there was any reason as to why this was, uh, we are Music Fishbowl wishing him the best. But turns out it's just that he, he's getting older and he just said, it's a lot of walking at the airport. I, I just asked just to be put in a wheelchair and pushed just to keep me in top health. But he said, he said oh, he's still in top on. health. Oh, come on. Even I would do that. And I'm in <laughs> my know. 20s. I know. But he said he's in top health. So again, Liam Gallagher back in the... There's a lot of Gallagher news this week because uh, obviously Liam's been playing these huge headline shows and had his album out. So uh, Liam has said that his brother Noel has had enough chances to reform Oasis. So he's now bringing it to the people. So he's saying, I'm bringing the Oasis show to you. He's bringing you the Noel Gallagher show. That's basically what he's trying to say there, I believe. Uh, but yeah... But, I mean, Liam's been on. He's always wanted to reform the band, as far as I'm aware. So it looks like it might be dead in the water. Oasis. Looks like it's dead in the water. Um, there's, uh, you know, um, this is uh, controversial if you believe it to be controversial. Um, the CMA Fest has banned all Confederate flag imagery at the festival. Uh, this is to present the, this is to prevent, um, to prevent, you know, this is basically to help keep people, um, safe and uh to prevent discrimination because uh, obviously the confederate flag does hold you know many believe it holds to have co connotations you know that aren't considered uh politically correct and um yeah so i won't go into that anymore because i don't want to um obviously aggravate any people um at the same time as i i kind of want to stand up for what i believe in in the sense that i would like to agree with it with with, with not having the confederate flag there i think it's a good idea but I'm not going to go any more into it than that. Um, so after doing rehearsals for their comeback tour, uh, British boy band Blue have joked that they will need a, a physiotherapy after suffering a few minor knocks during the, the uh, preparations. Um, all the band members are now over 38 years old. Blue? Yeah. They're the same age as my mum, roughly. Yeah, they are basically the same age How as How many mom. knocks do they have? And also, why are they so highly active <laughs> at that age? Because <laughs> they need to make money. <laughs> um... 
Uh, so Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones has said that the reason why the Rolling Stones have stayed together for so long is literally because they've just wanted to stay together. And he's not saying that out of the fact that they wanted to do it for the sake of it. They wanted to do it because they genuinely want to do it and they, they, they get on so well, which is quite nice. Uh, big news this week, musical-wise as well. A Jubilee concert has happened this week to mark the Queen Elizabeth II's 70th year on the throne. Queen Duran Duran and Diana Ross and others all performed. Um Ooh. There's more news on that coming up, actually. Uh, Gary Barlow took... Oh, I love this story. Gary Barlow is one of my favourite writers. I love him. He's great. Took his one-man show back to his hometown of Frodsham in Cheshire, UK. Uh, he played in the village hall in front of 216 people. Tickets for the uh, Frodsham leg of his tour, which I found was a funny way of wording it. I read that in a, in a, in a news article. Um, <laughs> anyway, tickets for it sold out, and they were only £38.50. Um, they were selling for 10 times as much online afterwards uh gary's mother marjorie was at the show and she was eating pick and mix sweets i would love to join her on that it's very sweet isn't it yeah um so steps have uh steps have been uh i think steps come off copper times this week uh they've been divided over whether they would represent the uk in eurovision song contest um h lisa and claire all said they want to do it but faye uh and lee are scared it will damage that amazing legacy whatever that means. Uh, Liam Gallagher again played his triumphant shows at the Etihad and Nebworth. Uh, Liam hasn't played at Nebworth for 26 years since the legendary Oasis show there. Uh, the Sex Pistols, God Save the Queen, has been released for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee soon after the release of the new biopic series about them on Disney+. Plus. Um, it has been released with a commemorative coin. Um, obviously there's been a lot of uh, a lot of controversy over this Sex Pistols um, documentary because many of the band members don't uh, agree with it John Lydon especially but I'm going to come on to that later but John Lydon obviously he obviously God Save the Queen is an anti-monarchy style song but he said actually that although he is anti-monarchy he's actually still very proud of the Queen he thinks she's done an amazing job Queen is yeah. a good job yeah I think so as well uh, Shane McGowan's wife Victoria Mary Clark was seen partying with Johnny Depp after his trial this week Shane McGowan's the lead singer of the Pogues you know the guy in the Christmas song it's that one that's his wife was partying with Johnny Depp. Uh, listen, go back to your <laughs> husband. Um, You're Daniel... going to go party with Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel's going to stay here and I'm just going to go meet up with Johnny. Right. And um, or just chill and he can play me some music. Yeah. Okay, that. I adore you, but I can't. You adore want... Johnny Depp more. Okay. Uh, no, I never said <laughs> I, I that. I get it. I get it. I get I'm stuck with you for the rest of my life. Just give me one time. <laughs> I'm stuck with you. Cheers. Um, okay. Um, anyway, Brian May has said uh, the Queen may not have uh, been impressed um, with his Buckingham Palace rooftop performance at the uh, Queen Elizabeth Jubilee in uh, 20 years ago in 2002. He played on top of the uh, roof of Buckingham Palace, played God Save the Queen on his guitar. He said he's not sure if she was actually impressed with it or not. Well, <laughs> as long as there was no damage to little... Or big, big building. <laughs> yes, because one man standing on top of it is going to damage it. <clears throat> Excuse me, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> she's not on drugs, I tell you. Um, <laughs> she's just on a natural high, she always is. That's why she doesn't drink. That's why you don't drink, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so Guns N' Roses played a cover of the AC, of, well, of a, they played a cover of ACDC and two rarities at a live show in Portugal. Uh, the ACDC song was 1979's Walk All Over You from the Highway to Hell album. Um, the rarities were Reckless Life and Appetite and the uh, Appetite for Destruction version of the song You're Crazy. Um, so Glenn Matlock, who I've, I've actually met Glenn Matlock a couple of times, actually. He He's the original bassist of the Sex Pistols. Uh, 
I've actually met him a couple of times. Um, okay. He said that the memory of Steve Jones uh, has been questionable for the new Disney Plus biopic uh, series. So Steve Jones also remember the Sex Pistols. He said the memory of his his memory when coming to write the series, well, he didn't write it, but yeah, in the writing stages, wasn't correct. Uh, and John Lydon ha- is, is annoyed and claims that uh, he was because he was left out of the creation of it. Oh, pick your battles. <laughs> yeah. I'm not involved. Yeah, John Lydon, pick your battles. <laughs> God's sake, man. Uh, anyway. You're grown adults. Anyway. You can deal with it. <laughs> anyway, Nick Cave uh, dedicated I Need You uh, to one of his sons at Prime... Uh, uh, to, sorry, to his sons at uh, uh, Primaviva. Uh, it's a festival. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. His sons are called Luke and Earl. Uh, and he said uh, they probably were just waiting for Bauhaus to begin. So not really interested in their father. Uh, anyway, Cheshire-based... Oh, this is a lovely story, babe. This is really good, right? I'm so ready. Cheshire-based Elvis Presley impersonator Steve Halliday is due to marry a Priscilla Presley tribute <laughs> a tribute act called Cassandra Fisher after meeting at a show in 2018. Elvis and Priscilla were husband and wife in real life. And they're impersonators that look like Elvis Presley and Priscilla Presley. Oh. <laughs> and they're going to marry. Yeah. So they're going to marry them. Uh, they're going to marry as themselves. So not as their you know, that that stage act in Haslington in the UK, but then they're going to head to Las Vegas to finish the proceedings as Elvis and uh, Priscilla. Uh, obviously, the, they married in 1967, the two of them. Do you know their daughter? Um, uh, Lisa Marie Presley, I believe her name is. Do you know who she married? She married yeah. something very famous. Possibly the most famous man ever to live, essentially. Who? Jackie Chan? No, not Jackie Chan. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael Jackson. I believe. I think Guys, I this is why I don't come on a podcast very often because I'm very uh, musically <laughs> illiterate. It's fine. You'll know these people. Well, you might know one of them. Um, do you know who Gerard Piquet is? No. He's uh, the centre back for Barcelona Football Club. Oh, hi. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's just split up with Shakira. They were going out for years. Shakira, Shakira. That's the one. Um, they say uh, they say they split up for the well-being of their children. So. I mean, to be fair, he he was actually on an interview like less than a month ago, saying that they were happy together and they had no need to, no need no reason to get married. It's <laughs> been up like a week, like like weeks after. Uh, but yeah, um, it's on an interview with uh, Gary Neville, the, the Man United, ex Man United, right back. Oh, it's part of life, isn't it? You could do this separate yeah. or together. The best thing yeah. they should do is teach um, your parent. According to uh, according to his drummer, Peter Gabriel was releasing his first new album in 20 years and touring it in 2023. That'd be great. Um, this is nice. Quentin Tarantino has actually got a songwriting credit on Paolo Nutini's new LP. Uh, this is due to Paolo sampling a passage from 1993's True Romance, which is a film that Tarantino, Tarantino, Tarantino uh, wrote. He wrote it. So and he, he loves him. I, I think Tarantino's good. But if he, because he, he wrote the script. Obviously, he gets a writing credit because if part of the dialogue's used, then it's part of the song, part of the lyrical part of the song. So, yeah. So then that's what's going to happen, I suppose. Um, Ronnie James Dio's estate gave Stranger Things a patch. Uh, so it's a Ronnie James Dio patch that apparently, I don't watch Stranger Things, but it's, it's on the back of Eddie Munson, Munson, the character. Uh, and he wears it on the back of his jacket. Um, and it's actually given by the estate. That's a vintage patch. It's gifted. Um, Cliff Richard reveals he was not invited to perform at the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, even though he played at both the 2002 and 2012 Jubilees. Aww. I know, it's sad. I didn't like him. Uh, 31 years after take, after first taking the role of Joseph in the uh, musical Joseph and the Te- Technicolor Dreamcoat, um, 
Jason Donovan actually wore the colourful coat at the Platinum Jubilee concert to sing some musicals, some of the musical songs. It's quite sweet. Um, Queen have announced they will be releasing a previously unreleased song from the Miracle Sessions uh, with Freddie Mercury obviously on vocals. Uh, Roger Taylor said he thinks it's uh, it will be out in September. Uh, the song is called Face It Alone. Um, Tim Burgess has given details on a fifth solo album. Uh, it's called Typical Music, uh, releasing in September. It will be a 22-track double album. Uh, what else have we got? We've still got... Oh, my God. We've still got loads of pages of this, plus my listens of the week. Um, okay, I'll try and get through it. The first ever Leonard Cohen anthology album has been released. Hallelujah and songs from his albums include 17 of his best love songs. Uh, the version of Suzanne is a previously unreleased version recorded at Glastonbury Festival in 2008. Uh, the album is a companion piece to the new documentary called Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song. Uh, the digital version is out now and the physical release will be out on October the 14th. Um, Casey Musgraves claims an American Airlines employee was, host uh, was uh, displaying hostile behaviour towards her during a flight. She said the unnecessary aggression was towards her and other passengers. Casey said that the uh, male flight attendant made her feel upset and unsafe. She said her he was erratic and made other passengers another passenger cry. Uh, and the flight attendants were the other flight attendants were also in disbelief. Uh, she said she will file a formal complaint. Um, the original lineup of the Sugar Babes have reunited for their first performance in nine years at the Mighty Hoopla Festival. Uh, this is before their set at Glastonbury. So there you go, you're going to get the original Sugar Babes. You don't know who they are, do you? No, no clue. No. Uh, Gwen Stefani has released her first, well, has released new music without Blake Shelton, her husband, country singer, um, and is preparing for her first solo album in nearly a decade. That'd be nice to hear. Let's go! Is that one of her songs? I can't remember. Uh, no. <laughs> no, you just, okay. You just wanted I like to, her. You just wanted to say, let's go. Um, <laughs> I like her. Uh, good. Uh, uh, Lou Reed's earliest versions of some Velvet Underground songs have been have been unearthed and will be released in August. The the demos will be released on the Light in the Attic label in partnership with Lou Reed's widow Laurie Anderson and will be uh and will be called Words and Music. Uh, May 1965. Uh, it will be the first release in an archive series. The demos were recorded by uh, Reed and Velvet Underground, his Velvet Underground bandmate uh, John Cale. Um, Ben Mawson, uh, Lana Del Rey's manager, has said she's working on some new on a new album and it's coming soon, so that'll be quite exciting when that's here. Um, a fan requested the song Naked Eyes at a Who concert. Pete Townsend made uh, a, made a song and dance about not playing it because he doesn't like playing it. But then Roger Daltrey, the singer, just made the band play it anyway and he had to play along because it got the crowd excited. <laughs> He's just having a go at the fan for requesting it. <laughs> Um, I know. Robbie Williams has joked that he could play Nebworth again if he sold tickets as cheaply as Liam Gallagher did for the uh, comeback gig. <laughs> <laughs> they have a little bit of a nice sort of friendly banter feud. It's quite funny. Um, the Street Fighter video games is getting a new theme uh, and it's called Not uh, on the Sidelines. It is by uh, Rocco808 and Randy Marks. I hope I said both of them correctly. Um, it is supposed to be influenced by the retro vibe of 1987. Um, Oh, an Oasis fan, 35-year-old David Watson, has sold a few blades of grass from the uh, Liam Gallagher gig for over £65,000 on eBay. That's some the Nebworth what? gig. Yeah, he sold some blades of grass from the Nebworth gig for £65,000. You're telling me this man has sold grass? Not that kind. Not that kind. 
actual grass on the ground. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actual grass on the ground. Um, he he sold that. I um, should be doing that. What? He, he he basically put it up there as a joke whilst he was hungover, and then someone actually bought it for sixty-five thousand pounds. What is going yeah, on with the world? Um. Rita Ora and Taika Watiti have got engaged, which is a nice little story. Oh, I like her. Uh, I, I don't know who the hell he is. Taika Watiti, like... he's he's the director. He's uh, in what we do in the shadows, the film. He he wrote the film. I think he wrote the series, uh, and he he's done some directing for like he's done he's directed like Jojo Rabbit, and he, he also he's also in Jojo Rabbit, and he uh, directed a few Star Wars episodes and things. Um, I hope you guys could realise the the pure confusion on my face. Okay. Uh, the Lighthouse family have split after 30 years together. Formed in 1993, the 253-year-olds the, uh, uh, have had a, had major chart success, but they have uh, split to pursue solo projects. Um, editors have announced a new album called EBM, which will release in September. Graham Coxon has announced his autobiography. It will be called Verse Chorus Monster and will be uh, published on October 6th. Uh, Geezer Butler has defended Born Again uh, as a Black Sabbath album. Uh, it's a 1983 album as well. It's often seen as one of their worst. Uh, but Geezer has said uh, he's praised the songs playing riffs and Ian Gillan's vocals. Ian Gillan being from uh, Black, uh, from uh, Deep Purple as well originally. Um, Manchester City footballer Ruben Diaz has texted Noel Gallagher to apologise for his uh, for his dad headbutting him accidentally uh, while celebrating the team's Premier League win. Oh, Noel had to have like. He had to go to the hospital. Oh, it God! Was bad. Yeah, it was that bad. How big is they, his they, head? Well, they were just jumping, celebrating, having fun, and then, yeah, it's just an accident. It's only in Britain you'd see this. Yeah, I know. And, uh, yeah, he's offered for Noel's family to go and stay with him and his family for two weeks in Portugal for a holiday this summer. Oh, yeah, you're going to headbutt me and I'm going to go with you on holiday. No, it wasn't him, it was his dad. It's oh. like, a nice gesture. <laughs> Why are you having a go? It's a nice gesture. Well, I don't know if I was in the dad's position. I don't think I would want to put myself at risk. Again. Well, Noel Gallagher was the one who went to the hospital. It was the dad who bumped into him, probably. Oh. Anyway, right, new releases. Um, Not too much enjoyable stuff this week, to be honest, if I'm going to be honest with you. Well, no, it was good stuff, but nothing amazing. Um, Trey Wellington, Black Banjo. Uh, this is a largely instrumental bluegrass album with uh, good moments. I love the song Strasbourg and uh, St. Dennis. That was a, this one song altogether. Um, Ed Mount. I don't know if this album came out this week, but it's a new listen anyway for me that I listened to from this year. Uh, Close uh, close to Your Heart, the album's called. Uh, I found this through vinyl posts. Uh, it's a bit bland as an album, but I enjoyed the song. I keep thinking about it. Um, Eli Young Band, Love Talking. This is bland, same old from them. Like, they they were good at one point, but they never were innovative or different anyway, but they were good. Um, but, yeah, I like their raw energy of their early albums, but since then, only the singles have really been noteworthy at all. It's too short. It's only 28 minutes as well, and one track's an acoustic version. Um, Mama's Broke, uh, Narrow Line, the album's called. It's a dark and emotional, broody, bluegrass album. It's nice, but just content, listen. Uh... J. Lee Roberts, uh, Something You Didn't Count On. It's a nice poppy bluegrass record. I actually love the song I Owe Him Everything. Uh, but I found the obligatory cover of Fleetwood Max Landslide very tedious. Every bluegrass singer seems to want to uh, cover Landslide by uh, Fleetwood Mac. I'm on your phone during the podcast. What are you doing? Just expose you to the world. Oh, no. I'm, I'm just... Oh. Basically, we're going away. Um, for a little... You're looking at where we're going away. Yeah, because I'll be the one driving, because um, mm. I have more patience. There we no, go. No, anyway, <laughs> uh, Soft Cell, Happiness Not Included. 
Soft yeah, you like soft sell. Oh, actually, there's some music news for you to say in a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll let you do it in a minute. You don't know what it is, but I'll, I'll introduce it. Um, it's good synth pop. The new, this is actually a good listen. This is a really good listen. But I wasn't like blown away, but it was good. It's good synth pop, better than expected. It doesn't feel like a legacy album, which is really great. It's very fresh. Purple Zone is a good collaboration with the Pet Shop Boys, and I love the song Heart Like Chernobyl. Um, you've got some music news. You've actually bought your first final record, haven't you? Well, tell me what it is. I've got wow. it here for you. You actually bought it. We listened to it the other day. Yeah. I, I used to have it, but I threw it away, and then some, you, you bought it again. Well, basically, um, it's the uh, soft cell non-stop erotic cabaret. Uh, yes. Uh, but yes, I only brought it for one reason, and that is literally one song, which is Tainted Love. <laughs> yeah, because. So, uh... You're, you're into the deep law of, <laughs> of soft cell <laughs> with tainted love. Oh yeah, I, I, I've got the whole There's album. Another, oh, what's the other song on there that's really good? I don't um, know. It hasn't. It hasn't actually got the uh, track listing on it. Annoyingly. What? Where? Uh. There. Oh. Oh yeah, He's it's not written blind. like a track listing, is it? No, it's not written like a track track listing. No, it's more like um list. But that's not even the track listing though, because that's not correct. It's Tainted Love's on side two. So I have to get the record out. Oh, what's the song that's really good? I don't know. Is it Secret Life? It might be Secret Life. I think it is Secret Life, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Or it's Youth, one of the two. Can we put it on later? Oh, yeah, we could do if, if we've got time. Yeah, of course. No problem. Um, but yeah, no. Anyway, that's your music news for the week. Sorry it was so blooming long. But uh, it needed to be. There's a lot of news. Okay, so for the next part, my dear, I decided that yeah. we should do a meet the host Whoa. Q&A. Whoa. Oh, I've, never asked, I've never answered questions on the podcast about me. Oh, oh my God, oh, let's not get so too exciting. personal. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> okay, um, so we're going to start off very easy okay. with what got you into music? Bruce Springsteen. He's three years old. Dad in the car. Going to my nan and granddad's every Saturday. Bruce Springsteen was playing. We play it. We go to we go to um, the leisure centre to go swimming, uh, and then we drive on from there and go to the nanny and granddad's. And I stay at nanny and granddad's because my dad went and played football. And then my granddad would bring me home uh, once mum finished work, so there's someone at home. But yeah, Springsteen was on the journey on the way. Um, yeah, there was there was the song I used to like the most as a kid, which isn't my favourite now, was Spirit in the Night. Because it was really jazzy and like as a kid that's kind of like, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit funky and jazzy, isn't that fun? <laughs> it was like, okay. <laughs> so that was, the one, that, was, that was the one I liked the most. And then like, but obviously as I got older, I like different Springsteen songs. So, but yeah, no, that, that's what got me into it. Um, so yeah. Okay, so following from there, why do you love music? Why do I love music? Why do what, you? me? <laughs> you and your 5,000 records. <laughs> Not that many. It's almost that many. <laughs> um, no, the, yeah, okay. So the reason I love music is, is, to me, it's the ultimate art form, right? Yeah? So, like, um, it, it's one that attacks the senses more than uh, than others. Like, yes, a film can make you feel emotional, but you're not feeling emotional for yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah? You're feeling it for other people. 
that's an empathetic feeling and yes you can feel empathetic with music but you you can also feel it yourself the, the emotion it, it, it attacks the senses you know there's a reason why you know there's a reason why they they believe that um you know music and theater were created you know thousands of years ago well millions of years ago there was some form of acting and and, and song and dance and things because it brought people together it was emotive it was exciting and, and that's that's what music does it just does all of that it's and it's a way of people truly you know a director doesn't express himself you know it does but not fully uh, a, a songwriter can just write a song and go that's me and that's the yeah. difference you know what i mean like, yeah. that, that's why I, I love music oh what other interests do you have oh what other interests do i have you darling Except that, um, Simon, <laughs> come on. Um, uh, other interests, uh, yeah, okay, uh, I watch a lot of football, um, spoke about that on the podcast before, I play golf, I like film, um, adore, um, what? No, it's not, it's not an Obsessions? Movie. Not as obsessive with music. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, football, golf, um, uh and um and films probably the, the three biggest i'd say i mean other than spending time with with friends and all the bog standard stuff that everyone says to this question uh you know what do you like doing um yeah i mean that, that's mainly that's, that's those are probably my big interests outside of outside of music i guess uh music's just the biggest one of them all really um cool <laughs> I'd obviously that you're um I'm not fully involved in there because I take up a lot of your time as well, but uh, that's okay. I just whoa whoa whoa. whoa. <laughs> the first answer I gave was you, my darling. <laughs> Come on, really? Is that the, that the respect <laughs> I have with you? Is that the respect uh, you have for me? They just oh just ignore the thing you said that was nice to me, and I'll say <laughs> you didn't say the thing that I wanted you to say. That was the thing you said. <laughs> Apparently, that's what's happening today. We oh. gotta keep it interesting. <laughs> Explain that. Keep it interesting. What? What? By just ignoring things I say. I'm going to keep life interesting. Oh, what? We're going out tomorrow? Yes, I told you three weeks ago. Oh, I just ignored it. I thought it would be interesting. It would be more of a surprise. Spontaneous, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay, so following from there, why did you start your Instagram account? Some actually... uh ex-podcast guest Rishi suggested it to me we went out for about mm, he, yeah he suggested it to me it wasn't yeah, he actually actually Rishi is instrumental for, for for the two 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 big parts I won't go into all of it yet but um yeah no Rishi suggested it to me um he's just texting me and suggested it. he said you get a lot of followers doing that doing that and, and you probably enjoy it and you could have fun and you know because i like to talk about music i like to tell people the facts and stuff i know you know so um i like to talk about my record and the thing is like you know like i, I surround myself in my life i'm pretty much surrounded by very non-musical people i have my my friends i go to gigs with who i talk about music with but like on the whole there's not i'm not surrounded by musical people if anything i'm surrounded by people who actively don't want to talk about music so it's kind of like it was a way of sort of just building a community around myself. And I, I wanted the page to become the community. And then I realised that, like, the community was already there and I just became a part of it. And obviously now I've gained followers to the point when for... I mean, you know, there are people with, like, 10,000 followers plus, uh, but they're quite rare cases. 
you know, like I, I've got four four thousand three hundred nearly as time of recording, very nearly. Might even have that by now and I haven't checked. But like I you know, I become sort of like a I'm in the top twenty percent of people in the community for followers, you know, so I have managed to build up a following and and yeah, no, I, I just enjoy the community aspect of it, you know. I, I love people like saying that they enjoy the content I put out and stuff, but I also like going on like you know, I, I comment a lot on other people's content and say the same things back, you know, like I like the community that we have. It's yeah, I, I just that's why I just wanted to be part of well, I wanted to build that community. I didn't realise it was necessarily there. And it, and it is, and now I kind of changed the way I want to do it because I, I, I now want to be part of the community. But yeah, no, I, I just thought why not give it a go, put yourself out there, see what you can do. It's just for a bit of fun. Just generally for fun. Okay. I've gained two t-shirts out of it from a modelling deal. I did quote marks there. Um, you know, because a clothing company wanted to send me uh, restless wares, I'll, I'll plug them here. They're a brilliant clothing company. Um, oh God, I gave them that for free. I could have said, I could have said <laughs> and got a t-shirt out of that. Oh, dear. Um, no, but, um, uh, yeah, no, they're great clothing company. Uh, yeah, apart from that, I've done it all for fun, you know. That, then they came to me and suggested that. So, no, I just enjoy doing it for fun, yeah. Yeah. Good, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So, what made you start the podcast? Rishi. <laughs> Rishi again, yeah. Is this man just giving you steps to take? Rishi's, Rishi's my manager. Um, <laughs> he's not, no. But, you know, but Rishi, so I went to the pub with Rishi. We were having a drink. He goes, you should start a podcast, you know? You know, the conversa- like, it's based on the conversations me and him have. And I thought... The conversations me and Tayo have outside of it, and then and another another large contributing factor was we went we went to a party, a Christmas party at one of my mum and dad's couple's friend's house, right? And me and you went, yeah, as well. Sue and Hal's party, yeah, do you remember? And that night you just kind of left me be, because I, I I met I met someone, and obviously we went also with another I was not one, another one of my mum and dad's couple's friends was, so so Roger who was on the podcast last week he he's in a couple. You know, him, him and his wife, Gaynor, um, they are couples friends with um, my mum and dad, yeah? So, like, Roger is big in his music. So me and Roger were chatting to this guy called Barry, uh, and like, we were just chatting music all night, and it got to the point where we were literally, like, going, top five Dylan songs, top top five guitars, like, teenagers. And it was so fun. And so, like, it's the first time I've really ever, like, probably spoken about music in that way before, like, in like the way the podcasts do, you know? Um and I've been into podcasts since, you know, like I really got into the Ricky Gervais show when it, you know, not after when it came out, but when it, when it was on, um, when it was on the, uh, what's it, uh, when it was on the TV as the cartoon. And then I got into podcasts itself from that. And this is back when podcasts used to be just uh, radio shows put onto iTunes podcast at the time that's called it's put on iTunes right so now called Apple podcast and, and and they were just put on there and then and then like I started listening to podcasts all, all different things mainly UK comedy stuff but also like a bit of music bit of sport as well I used to listen to like a lot of uh five live sports stuff and uh yeah no I just really got into it so I just felt like doing it myself good you don't sound very impressed with that answer. That's great. No, I was just... Remember- <laughs> Is that not good enough? I was just remembering about um, Barry. Because um, that day I what really... A legend. Oh, what a legend. <laughs> I did not have a Bar- boyfriend. Barry's met Jimmy Page. That's what's cool as well. 
Like, oh my god, don't start that again. And, and, and he he had he wrote a song right, and he, Jimmy Page was a session musician at times in the sixties, and Jimmy Page was the guy who well basically they got a session musician in. He played a guitar solo, and Barry didn't like it, so he basically wiped it from the tape. And um, and the session musician was Jimmy Page. There's a lost Jimmy Page solo out there because of Barry. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> that would have been worth some serious money. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, stop, stop, fang- stop fangirling over him. Oh. You carry on. So what about your <laughs> ten top ten artists? Top ten artists, right? Let's think. So we, we top top fours fours easy. Yeah, easy piece to away. Who's your favorite? And let's go down. Yeah, that's what I was going to try and do. Springsteen, uh, Willie Nile, amazing lesser known artist, but he's he's quite well known, but he's actually lesser known. But it's Willie. worth worth. <laughs> <laughs> the Americans won't get that. <laughs> Willie basically means a man's um private parts in the UK. A man's pride and joy. Private parts. Okay, right. we'll call it that. PG. Okay. Thirteen. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, the Spring Symphony are uh, the Beatles plus Solo. I'll put plus Solo in there because obviously I love McCartney and I love Lennon and George Harrison. I even even like Ringo quite a bit. Um. But yeah, then uh, then it's Bob Dylan. Then after that, I Bobby. think yeah, I think after that you get Billy Joel, uh, Neil Young. Like is in it. I don't know necessarily the order for this. You know, Oasis plus solo work as well. Um, Oasis. So I think who else would be after that? You know, like Meatloaf could be in there. Queen probably in there as well. Um, you know, like the next the next top spot is probably between. Oh no, Van Morrison's in that top ten as well. So like I mean I th- I think the Queen and you know the Queen spot probably gets tossed between Queen Paul Weller, um as in that's including his bands that he's in uh, Eric Clapton probably gets chucked in there quite a bit um, then like country singers like Luke Combs probably makes their way in there as well Brad Paisley um, Carrie Underwood even Garth Brooks uh, Casey Musgraves could even get into that Prince probably makes that top ten every now and again like it, it chops and changes a lot depending on what I'm into. Um, the Stones probably get in there as well now and again. Even push Elvis into it. Don't think who else. Yeah, that's, those... that's more than ten, love. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Neil Diamond's another one. No, I'm just trying to think like who chops in and out because I think like the top six or seven is probably set in stone. It's the others chop in and out and they go in between and cut around. But yeah, no, that's that's probably it. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Which are your favourite albums? What are your favourite albums? <laughs> it's a grammar test. Is ah. Uh, what is what? What are you looking at? There. Oh, what is slash ah? Uh, so, what are your favourite albums? So, like, what is your favourite album? What what are your favourite albums? So you can ask for multiple. Because multiple would. I'm be... gonna ask you for three because I don't. I'm not gonna do a top I ten mean, with you. Okay, so, <laughs> so three three would be three Springsteen records. I mean, like. So should we should we limit it to one per artist? Yes. Okay, so we'll go Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen's number one all the time, constantly. The next two are technically Springsteen, but I'm going to, one per artist. The Innocent Ones, Willie Nile, Easy Peasy, his best album by a long way. I mean, every album's great, but it's, that's his best. Uh, Revolver by The Beatles. Done. That's your top three. Easy. Nice. Easy. That's a good question. So, if I was to ask you, what is your favourite song? That one song. What would you say? Thunder Road, Bruce Springsteen. 
opening track to Born to Run. Perfect song. It hits everything it has to. Beautiful wordplay. Uh, the ghosts in the eyes of all the boys you sent away. They haunt this dusty beach road in the skeleton frames of burnt out Chevrolets. There's no one else who writes like that. There's no one else who writes with that level of romanticism. Not even Dylan in the 70s wrote with that romanticism. You know, like, and that was his romantic period. Like, there's no one who can do that. And then the way it tells the story of this young couple in this it's coming of age romance. And it's kind of like the whole story is sort of like them at the front porch looking at each other like, is this going to go? Is this going to happen? And then... The guitar solo kicks in, and that's when they're driving off into the sunset. And and not the guitar solo, the, the sax solo, and and the, the music, the instrumental at the end kicks in, and that's when they're driving off into the sunset in 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 what I assume would be like a would be a convertible car from the seventies, yeah. and and they're you know they're driving off away from what I just assume be something like Asbury Park away to 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 greater things, and and yeah it's it's all just told within the music it's it's such a gorgeous way of telling a story i, I don't know anyone who does that so that's another one interesting so moving on <laughs> did not find that interesting interesting <laughs> did not find that interesting but carry on uh, i'm not into songwriting you are mm. and as much as i will encourage your hobby i will not lie straight to your face about it cheers thank you apart from going interesting <laughs> words wise you are but your face was not yeah i'm romanian my face doesn't lie <laughs> my mouth may do but my face doesn't okay let's carry on <laughs> um yeah moving on so how do you listen to music what kind of format do you use uh vinyl records <laughs> mainly but don't well no no three hours a day i use spotify because I, I drive to and from work and I go for runs. So three hours a day, I probably use Spotify. Um, I can listen to up to three brand new albums a day. I can listen to classics, whatever. I can listen to whatever I want there. Apart from artists that took their music off due to um, Joe Rogan. Apart from that. I'm lucky, you know, that I have physical media. And, and like obviously people like Neil Young and Johnny Mitchell are some of my favourites. And I've got all of that stuff. So it's kind of great. I've already got that. So that's fine. But yeah, no, I, I, I do listen to Spotify because it is so convenient. It's actually something I only got during COVID. Um, so I've only had it for just under two years and, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't look back. I used to have a massive iTunes library, so I used to listen on there. Um, but yeah, no, it's mainly vinyl records. I've got some CDs. I used to listen to CDs more, um, but, um, I used to listen to them more, but I, uh, I got rid because I just don't listen to them enough, but I kept ones that are signed and merch from gigs and things like that. Uh, and I do occasionally listen to a cassette. I've got, got a small little collection of cassettes, so I, I do occasionally listen to them as well. So that that's the main media really. Um so what do you think following on from the type of formats you use to listen to music? What do you think of the vinyl and cassette resurgence? It's love hate and I don't want it to sound like it's love hate because I was there before it started. So um so cuz it, it, it isn't that the reason why it's love hate is is purely a cost reason, yeah. Yeah. It's purely a cost reason. So, um, so basically, the resurgence has caused records to to go up in price, yeah. Um, when I first started collecting, you could get classic albums in charity shops in the UK or thrift stores in the US uh, for a pound. So you'd be able to get London Calling for a pound by the clash easy peasy yeah 
So I was collecting them and it was a luck of the draw what you got, but part of the fun was the hunts as well. Now I can walk into a record store and yes, there's still the hunt because it's whether the stock is there for used records. But like, it's it, it's it's not the same hunt. It, it's not like walking in and just not knowing anything. You know, you walk in, you kind of know there's going to be some staples in there. You know what you're going to get. In terms of new records, I think reason why i love the vinyl uh, revolution is because we are getting these really cool new pressings we're getting albums that have never been pressed before getting pressed on vinyl we're getting albums that needed a repress to make them cheaper coming out as well we're also getting like these really cool variants and things like that with colored vinyl i love all that stuff um i love splatter vinyls i love split vinyls i love all of it so that's what makes it great but that price cost of you know like getting to the point when we're starting to get 30 pound for albums now, like, the new Harry Styles album is £35 in HMV here in the UK. A bit cheaper online, but £35 for the yellow is quite a lot. Like, it's still quite a lot. So, I mean, in, in the US, you're looking at that's getting closer to $40 plus, you know? So, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. So, that, that's kind of my hate with it. In terms of the cassette re uh, resurgence, I quite like the cassette re resurgence a lot. Um, you know, the, the myth about cassettes is that they sound bad. They don't. They're an analog format. They sound quite good. If you have a good quality cassette, it sounds good. If you've got a bad quality, it don't. So if it's a good quality one, it sounds great. The thing about that, the thing about that resurgence is that the, 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 um, the cassette resurgence is very much, it's very much an aesthetic thing. So it's people like your sister's age, actually, who are... Because your sister's what, 13? So it's 14, her. 14, 20, 14? Yeah. It, they're buying cassettes because the aesthetic looks good and they're buying like an old Walkman off of eBay for like 30 quid and paying them. Which, I mean, I've done that. But like, I've not done it for the look. A lot of them are doing it just for the look. So it's, it's, it's not necessarily the way the, the actual resurgence is. It's more about the way the, the, the resurgence is being used. And in the same way, it's, it's like when you frame, frame, when you just buy records to frame them. Like, you know, I have a record that I have framed, but I had that record for 10 years not framed. I've had it for over 10 years not framed. It's one of the first records I ever bought, but it's a signed copy of Paul Young's No Parlay. And like I got it framed this year, well, a year ago now. You know, but I had 10 years of playtime out of it. People are just buying them just to frame. And it's like, and that's the thing with cassettes, people are buying them just for the look of it. Like, actually play it. Actually play it and get your value out of it. Like, cassettes are the cheapest format. They're still cheap. They're cheaper than any other format. Get your value out of it, you know? Uh, so that's where that's why I'm a bit love-hate. And sometimes it's the way people use it. And sometimes it's to do the pricing and things. But, but I mean, I, I think overall, I think it's in a really healthy place. I think it's so healthy that, that, that the model can't keep up with itself, you know? The, the pressing plants can't press. They can't press enough records at the moment. They're struggling and it's taking ages to press them because it's doing so well. See, it's very interesting because you are into that, you're into cassettes and vinyls, mm. whilst I'm not, so I would never have that kind of insight of what's going on. So, like, in regards to cassettes, if you're buying them for, like, the trend of it, I wouldn't have ever called into that. Like, my sister right now has been buying CDs, which to me is so strange just because I've been so used to having Spotify Premium or YouTube mm. accessible. Yeah. Um. And before that, actually having like putting stuff on uh, iTunes. Yeah. Um. And it's just so strange to me because she yeah. spent like, I think it was like twenty, twenty, thirty pounds for like 
this album that she literally I've never heard her play it. I won't lie to you. What has... album? Is that the Queen one? Yeah. Oh, she would have got that for about seven eight quid. Probably. So it's it's it, CD is the cheap way to is 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 depending on the CD, it's the cheapest way. Brand new, it's not the cheapest way. So for a brand new album, it's the middle ground. But only by like two quid more than cassette. But for an older album, it's the cheapest way. But H and V, that when when you look at like someone like H and V, the price isn't that stupid. Uh, ab- absolutely, like for vinyl, vinyl. Like even CDs. She, I went with her one time to just look, um, mm. because I'm sorry, but I'm not funding this. I don't work for two. Mm. Um, and she picked up this like K-pop. Um, funny enough, because mm. her and her friends are into it, and it was like. Twenty pounds, thirty pounds, something like that. Mm. And I was just there, like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's quite. What's quite weird about your sister buying CDs is that your sister's age is definitely the very. She's at the start of the. I'm just getting into vinyl phase as a. If she's a music fan, uh, especially oh, for girls. Girls, I will say, from what I've noticed, is girls get into it younger than guys. I got into it at thirteen, which is quite young, but I was before the revolution. Like since the revolution, I've noticed that girls are getting into it younger than guys. Um, and um, they're especially getting into cassettes younger as well. Well, most guys aren't really getting into cassettes so much. It's it's a lot more. Actually, to be fair, the 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 market is overwhelmingly male, but you notice like the girls get the more traction online on things like Instagram and stuff. Not necessarily because they are girls, but because like it's very much like it's there's just less of them it's more interesting as, as seeing them part of the scene and seeing what they're into and stuff because it you know it's so male dominated it's quite nice to have to have that but yeah your sister's at the right age when like girls are sort of starting to get into it and stuff which is cool because like you know like when i was at school there was no girls who were into music like there's none of them so it's quite cool to say well they were there were but they were like you know they were part of subcultures so what's now it's like your sister's not but she's just getting into music and that's what's changing i think i think that's quite cool it's not being. It's not now considered unfeminine to be a music fan anymore. It was at one point that really was a stigma, but now it's. it's yeah, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Um, Sorry, was I going on a crusade there? Did you not like that? You 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 went you went over. Oh, I I I I went too in depth for you. Yeah. Oh. I, was use I mean, the... go girls. I, I'm, I'm on this podcast. I've been so like girl power. Like, if you actually listen to all the episodes, yeah, the amount of weird female empowerment I put out on this podcast is. I know I'm just quite proud of myself for it. But anyway, carry on. Uh, no, I was just gonna piggyback from uh, from that and uh, ask if you think do you think CDs are having a comeback? Yes, yes, and um, I say that quite confidently. I shouldn't. It's only been one year where sales have risen. Uh, so far but I think the price of vinyl going up people are now having to choose between do I pay 30 40 pounds well no it's not in the UK it's 30 pounds is the highest you'll get really for a brand new record unless it's some special variant but they're choosing do I pay the 30 pound or do I pay the 10 pound for the CD that's the difference people and like we all know they'd rather have the vinyl but this is where like we have to look and we have to think vinyl is now a premium product it's not becoming it's not an alternative anymore it's now a premium you know, like there was a period when I first started collecting because when I first started collecting it was just when they first started pressing vinyl again in mass. So I was just a bit before the like I was I wasn't after the curve. I was before the curve, curve. But like they were sort of predicting the curve. They were predicting it because of people like me buying used records for cheap. So like they started pressing them then. But you were getting like I could get I could buy a Doors record 
like brand new pressing for £17. Now I'm looking at £25. You know, it's like, well, do I buy that Doors record for a tenner on CD, if not less? Or do I buy it for 25 quid? And it's like, sometimes it's a no-brainer, especially if it's an album I don't care that much about, you know? Yeah. So I think that's why. I personally don't do it because I have Spotify, but I can see why people do. Um, Yeah, I think they're going to have a comeback simply for that reason. I think they serve a purpose. You know, if the vinyl sales, yes, vinyl sales have grown, but if the vinyl sales were worth having, if it was worth having vinyl before they were as big as they were now and they were repressing, they started repressing in like, you know, 2011 kind of thing, like when they started really doing it on mass, if they were starting to do that then, then surely CDs at the level they're at are still capable of maintaining themselves. My opinion. But... Interesting opinion. So, taking into account that you have both streaming. Mm-hmm vinyl collection cassettes and some cds if i'm not mm. wrong mm-hmm. what do you think of streaming i'm pro streaming i'm actually pro streaming um interesting yeah i'm i'm pro but with my reservations as well okay. so my reservations are yes artists don't get paid much but here's the thing so i um I um I watched an interview with it was Grady Smith interview actually he interviewed Must Good Iron Bloodline who are a indie country act they're independent they own all their masters they play to crowds of three thousand every night they still make more money from streaming because they own their masters so when it comes to the artists not getting paid yes that's not good they don't get paid much but if you own your own masters you can earn a serious amount from it this is where we see Taylor Swift re-recording her songs. Because she's found a loophole where she can re-record them. She's still young enough to keep that magic of those original recordings in them. And her fans will back her because she's so been so anti-streaming. But yet stuck with it so her fans could listen to the music to give it to the fans. She's been so giving to them that they are willing to go with her and listen only now to the new recordings. Because she will make, because she's basically got her masters back by recording new versions. Oh, who and, about that? That yeah. absolute twat. Who? The guy, her manager, previous oh, manager. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, back then, when she started going, streaming wasn't a thing. You have to remember that. So the contract she was on wouldn't take that into account. So, but the thing is as well, is like her doing that, you know, she was complaining. She's not complaining so much now because she's seen a way to do it. And like, my thing is, is that if anything, streaming is teaching artists to own their masters, which has always been the most important thing music the music industry the labels have taken advantage not the streaming platforms the labels have taken advantage by not letting artists own their masters if they own the master recordings they will earn tons on streaming they will do they will do it and they just have to do that so yes i'm anti the fact that many artists aren't getting paid what they deserve but i'm also pro because i want to see the change happen and i'm looking to the future i'm not looking to the now times change you have to go through a bit of a rubbish period to get change and it's always been the case. You have to go sometimes a step back to go two steps forward, you know? Yeah. So, yes, I'm pro. I'm also pro in the sense that everything's just there. Uh, I'm also pro in the sense that I can pay £10 a month and all the albums I don't want to own on vinyl because space is an issue, let's be honest. Money's also an issue. It's like, well, I can have them on streaming so I can listen to them, you know? Like, I, I think it's also great for, like, you know, at the, as time's going on, music is becoming a smaller and smaller part of life for people due to the internet growing and due to there being so much more we can now be into you know your entertainment back in the day was either 
three channels on the TV or a record was your entertainment in the house. Unless you wanted to play with toys as a teenager, which is a bit weird. So, like... Hey, don't judge me. <laughs> I know, you love toys, yeah, but you're cute. You get away with it. But, like... But, you know, like, that was your entertainment. Now you don't have that. Now it's so much more. So music's coming smaller. But a way to get young people into it is to make music accessible and cheap and easy for them to get into. You know? Yeah. You've got to get people into it. So I actually think overall, I actually think there's there's more positives than negatives. It's just that we've got to see a change in the music industry. And we've got to see artists go with that change. And to be honest now, like, the biggest artists aren't independent artists. But the biggest artists, the music fans, are all, almost all independent now. Like, it's getting to the point when the, it's, it's overwhelmingly becoming an independent music art, uh, like, like makeup. And the internet and streaming has helped make that. Because you can just put your stuff on there. I, I'm, I want to record some of my compositions soon. And I want to put them on Spotify. Just for my Instagram followers and stuff to, to listen to. Not to make money, because I won't make much at all. But I just, want to, I just want to put it on there for the sake of it. You know, just so people can hear it. For fun. So do you play or write music yourself? Yes, I do. I do. I have done since I was 13. Um, yeah, mainly country music. That's that's my main genre in life. Uh, although you wouldn't know that so much from my top 10, but it is my main genre. And yeah, no, I, I love writing music. Um, I'm sort of in a semi-block at the moment, have been since I was at university. University was like my most fruitful time for writing, especially my first year. Um break. <laughs> yeah well the second year became a heartbreak time so it was my first and second year I was I was quite good at writing I didn't write much in my third year I then had a big block for a while and then I've written a few since I mean I've actually been writing a lot with Terry at the moment so I've actually probably written more songs late than I have in a long time but it has been in collaboration not not so much by myself but yeah no I, I do write I do play I play guitar piano um you know a bit of ukulele all, all sorts of things you know well talented I could draw your frog I hope that's the equivalent to you playing yeah, all your, those Your instruments. frogs are good. You draw good frogs. <laughs> um, so since she mentioned a genre earlier, mm. have you got a, a favourite genre? Yeah, so country music is, is the number one. Um, but I mean, I mean, you know, it's between, it's country and rock, isn't it? Like for me, like rock music's huge as well. Uh, classic rock's probably the rock I go for the most. Um, some people say dad rock. But, uh, but no, yeah, no, country music. I mean, I mean, I listen to so much, you know, recently I'm listening to loads of synthwave. Uh, you know, I bought a few synthwave records recently, as you've seen. Um, like, yeah, no, I'm happy to listen to everything. You know, you look around the room and you look at my record collection. It's got dividers in it. It's divided up by, by genre, um, you know, so, you know, rock, metal, um, country, uh, you know, um, what else, reggae. Uh, all rock, rock. Psych yeah, well, psychedelia goes into rock. Uh, I pop, like that. yeah, psych rock's good. Pop, blues, I love the blues. I go watch a lot of live blues music, soul, um, you know, electronic. I like hip hop as well. Like, I like all sorts, really. Um, there there's not much that I don't like, and I think people who listen to the podcast, see my Instagram, would know that, but especially the podcast because Instagram, I've, my, my records are mainly predominantly rock, mainly predominantly rock and pop. Uh, but, but yeah, no, um, yeah, I like all of them. Cool. Um, so now let's get a bit more personal. Oh. So do you find that your online persona is different or similar to your real life? Yeah, so me and Mateo discussed this on the last podcast. Um, we discussed it a bit. Uh, we were talking about, because he, he's got obviously Teo Eve online and that's his poetry persona. Um, I, I yeah, my, my persona is, I, I designed it to be authentic. You know, it, it is as authentic as it can be. Um, 
this podcast is exceptionally authentic compared to my Instagram. My Instagram's a bit more like just showing the positives. Um, I don't, I don't, at the end of the day, like, I, I sit there thinking like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a model. I'm not, not someone, you know, I'm not, I know you, you might find me attractive, but not everyone's going to, you know, I'm not one of those people who's just, you know, I'll, I'll post positive stuff, but I don't post positive stuff about me. You know, I post it about records, about music, things like that. So something that just, you know, you might see a post of mine and just go, that's a nice record. I enjoyed that. It's just a little bit extra for that day. Something nice that they seen, you know, and that, that's all I really came to try and do. Um, in terms of the persona on that, it's, it's just sort of a knowledgeable music nerd, which kind of does fit me. But there's an element of like, I'm very protective over location. I'm very protective over, um, you know, over, uh, over, over you as well. Like I, I try to, the part of it is because I just want to protect you as well. Um, so although I've had you on the account a few times and I love having you on there, uh, I want you on there more in photos. But like I, I don't want to reveal location because I need to protect you and your family as well as my own, you know. Um, so, you know, I'm not as open as I'd like to be uh, online. I'd love to just let people know, like the closest they know is London. I'd love to let people know like the venues I'm going to and where I'm going. And it'd be nice to, yeah, I'm looking forward to like the day when someone recognises me. Or something like that you know i look forward to that as i grow but like you know that's the ego side of me coming through but i don't you know i don't want to reveal things and i want to keep it it, it it is another part of my life that isn't the main part of my life you know but it's something fun i do it's a hobby it's part of my hobby yeah, yeah. so you keep them a little bit separate yeah as yeah well. yeah so what advice would you give to someone who would want to do something similar to your line my advice, my main advice is, you know, like, actually, funny enough, I've been taking advice recently, like, just someone at work has just started as a, is, has been an even bigger influencer than me, you know, because I am kind of, by accident, I have become a minor influencer in some way, uh, in the terms of, like, you could give me stuff and I can advertise it and things, like, I have got that now, uh, you know, and other people in the community, like Vinyl Benji and stuff, are even more so that, you know, um, so, you know, it's, you know, in the vinyl community, those of us with a few more followers than others are definitely more on the influencer side. Uh, but he was a proper influencer. He's been giving me advice. But my advice is is actually be a face, not an account. You know, be bold and show your face. People can't find you based on your face. They might recognize you, but the chances are small unless you become huge. You know, but you're not going to get millions of people following you for posting pictures of just your records. You know, you're I'm not showing myself. Huh? You ain't Shakira. I ain't so. Shakira. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So like, people, yeah, no. Show your face. Show that you're a real person. Let people know that you know you're happy to be engaged with. Because if I can't see a face of someone, I'm not necessarily going to engage. You know, like because I just don't. Like, I, I do engage. To be fair, I do engage with people who don't show their face online. I do it all the time. But I engage more of those who do show their face because I'm. I feel like I know the person more, and I think that's what's really important. I think that's what a lot of people do miss um so yeah that, that that's just how i did it and that, that's what i think other people should do yeah sound advice guys so if i move forward to be on the <laughs> online stratosphere <laughs> here you go yeah. um so you got more you got i got one more question oh. for you uh oh. what becoming artist would you recommend to people up and coming um up and coming at the moment i'd say well most of my up and comings are coming out of uh coming out of country music so it's gonna be quite a bit of that 
I would say Zach Bryan's a huge one. He's 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 come huge. He's just released his first proper full label album. It's like thirty four tracks long, but it's incredible. Thirty four. Uh, yeah, it's huge. Like if you can call Orville Peck a an up and coming, I I mean, yeah, go on. But I don't think he is. He's on his second album now, and he's big. Um, but then so Zach Bryan, Billy Strings is another one in the world of bluegrass. I think I think that's a huge uh, a huge artist as well. Uh, in terms of UK side of things, upcoming artists in the UK. Um, you know, like I, I look at people like um, I look at people like Vic Allen. I think she's she's a brilliant country singer in the UK. Um, Poppy Fardell's another one. Hannah Paris. Um, Danny McMahon, he's brilliant as well. Um, I'm trying to think who else is really good. You know, like artists who are well established in the UK even, but are still not so well known. People like Danny Nichols. I saw her live recently. She she's brilliant. Like she's incredible. Um, yeah, there's loads of great up and coming artists out there. It's just people just have to listen to them and just give them a chance, you know. Um, I think that's just what's important. Just give them a chance because you'll find gems. They are there, you know. Go go to see live music that you of artists you've never seen before just to see what they're like. Uh, LeBrock, LeBrock, synthwave artist. There you go. another one that Rishi introduced me to. Brilliant uh, duo, incredible voice. Great up and coming synthwave. They're, they're well known in synthwave now. They're on millions of streams but just listen to stuff you never heard you know yeah are we done we are done all right well there's more podcasts to come but this is this bit done (laughs) (laughs) song recommendation just a reminder both these songs you can find in the podcast playlist either in the description of the podcast or the description of this episode Cheers. Okay, so song recommendations this week. Uh, Gabby, what did I recommend to you, my darling? So you recommended to me Enola Gay uh, by the Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Yes, why do you think I recommended that? Very good question. I think it would be based on the fact of what I brought. Soft Cell. They're very similar, aren't they? Yeah. 80s electronic music, yeah? Yeah, they sound very similar. What do you think? Um, I like the beat of it. I like some of the songs of it. You also fully... Some of the songs of it? Some of the Yeah, I like like some of the songs. Lyrics! I I like some of the songs of the song. (laughs) (laughs) So you like some of the lyrics? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'll not compare it to Soft Cell. I still prefer them. (gasps) So, uh, I don't know who's hot and breaking right here, but yeah. Not mine to be honest. It's fine. It's not mine to be. So yeah. No, but yeah. So did you like it overall? Or, or, um, yeah. It was all right. Yeah. It was all right. It was okay. <laughs> fine. Yes. You're a bit too upbeat for me. Someone's not happy anymore. Oh dear. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Um. And yeah. So it's another gay by OMD. Uh. That's what it's shortened to anyway. So yeah. They're Brit. It's a British synth song. Um. That uh, was the only single from a 1980 album, Organisation, uh, reached number eight in the UK, uh, but topped the charts, uh, topped other charts in Europe. Um, the song was an anti-war song about um, about the aircraft called Enola Gay that dropped the bomb, the atomic bomb, on Hiroshima in 1945. Um, the song actually has no chorus. I don't know if you noticed that when listening. Uh, but it's it has quite a str- weird. Yeah, but it has a strong synth line in its place. Yeah. But that's so. why I find it weird because it was like it just kept repeating some of the same phrases, but there was nothing really more to it. Yeah, it's quite a simple song. It was too simple. Oh, 
hopefully I'm, I'm sure OMD will be upset to hear. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, Not to you. Yeah, anyway, so you recommended to me uh, a song called Memories Now by uh, by Vama. Um, yes. A rock song. Yeah. Uh, it was pop rock, yeah. Uh, it was good. It, it sounded like something that could have come out in sort of uh, the mid to late 2000s in the UK. It was that kind of sort of... Uh, Sort of vibe for this song. Um, I really liked it. Very easy listening. Quite interested to see actually what the rest of the album might be like. To be honest, uh, if it's on an album that is. Um, and yeah, no, no, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, very good, very nice, easy recommendation. Well, based on what you said, I'm very saddened to tell you that uh, that was a 2017 album. <gasps> the communists still haven't caught up. <laughs> communists? Why is communists? Because Romania used to be communist. So right. the band, basically, yeah. is a Romanian band formed in mm. 2006. They're singing in English. Yeah, they do have some songs in English. There are quite a few bands that do have kind of both mm. because yeah. English is spoken. Around the world. Yeah. Um, they're a pop rock band. Um, what's interesting about them is that the vocalist and the guitarist uh, used to be in a different band called Vama Vegie, um, and they basically started or formed this new band in two thousand six, and they got some new members together. So, what does Vama mean? As because that's the name of the band. So, what does Vama mean? Does that have a meaning? Yes, it does have a meaning, but do not put a foreigner to give translations. Um. What does it roughly translate to? So it translates to like You're sinking away further away from the <laughs> microphone as you do this. Come back to the mic. Um, Come back to the mic. Come I'm, on. I'm struggling to say it. It's kind of like the border. Okay. It's, it's how I would interpret it. Yeah. So what's the other band that they're called? Vama It's kind of like Vekia means old. Old. So border old. Old border or Old something border. like that. Oh yeah, sorry, I, I read that as an English. <laughs> um, yeah, no, sorry. Uh, so okay, so old border. Okay. Um, ironically, they called their first band Old Border, and it's called the other one Border, as if it's a newer one, uh, which is quite interesting. But no, great. Thank you. Thank you for that recommendation. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. You're welcome. So a few weeks ago, I had quite a musical week, uh, like 10 days, I went to four musical events, right? So first one I saw was, I saw a, a duo called Running Through the Night, yeah, a Scottish duo. Um, and uh, I originally saw them a few years ago, with it was uh, two girls, uh, one a drummer, one a uh, guitarist and singer. They since changed, there's now a guy on the drums. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've got their two records from the time before when I first saw them, and then I've also got... Um, t-shirt from that time they had new t-shirts for sale but i i didn't really like the new style to be honest but although they were quite a nice style but i just didn't feel like right for the band but anyway um yeah they were really good really enjoyed them she's they've definitely improved since i last saw them as well i don't think it's the band change i think it's I think the singer improved i think she's better she's really good um so yeah i saw them the, the next gig i'll miss out that i went to because uh obviously i went to that with you and i'll talk about that with you in a minute i'll, I'll wrap up my week and then we'll, we'll have a chat but so 
I then uh, went, I saw Danny Nichols and uh, Charlotte Carpenter, Charlotte supporting her. Um, Charlotte Carpenter's great. She was like, uh, the first time I seen her, she was uh, sort of like, as far as I wish, like an indie folk singer kind of thing. She's, uh, she's a bit Americana in her, but she gets up on stage. She's got just her and acoustic guitar, uh, loads of reverb. But yeah, it's really cool. Quite aggressive songs, some of them as well. Quite cool. Um, and then I saw Danny Nichols came on and uh, Danny's incredible. I've seen her like four times. It's her, her guitarist and a bass player. Bass player and guitarist also play violin and uh, double bass respectively as well. So they do a bit of both. Danny's an Americana singer. She's really good. Her songwriting is amazing. Her last album, um, I believe it's called... Uh, oh, what's it called? Um, I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it now. Anyway, I saw her on a Hear Your Voice tour. Uh, that song, Hear Your Voice, comes on the last one. Melted Morning is the name of the last album. And oh my God, her it's like her third full album. She's done loads of EPs as well, but... Oh my god, that album is just an example of space in the record. And it was one of the best gigs I've been to for a long time. It was so good. She was amazing. Right, she was so good. Um, I think it's because I know all the songs now as well, because I just think Danny's so good. <laughs> She's really good. So, uh, And then after that, I also went to a Q&A session with, um, with um, the lead singer of Cockney Rejects. Um, his name's Jeff Turner. Yeah. Oh, is that the guy? That is the guy, and I have got. A fo- I will post that photo on social media eventually at some point. I got a photo of him. He he. So he's a lead singer of Cockney Rejects, and um, he was hilarious. He was really funny. So he tells his life story for about an hour, and then he does a Q and A. Um, so he did, <laughs> he did this uh life story, and he swears every other word, and it can be any swear word. That's why I like him. <laughs> yeah. He he's good, he, and his story is interesting, and like he he's very much an advocate of non-violence now, coming from quite a violent like background. He also was a boxer as well. He's quite a good boxer in his day, but he did come from quite a violent background. A bit of food, football hooliganism as well. So he's very much anti all that now. Huge West Ham fan, as the whole company rejects are. And to be honest, like quite a lot of punk music is West Ham. So like. I took a copy of, I'm not a West Ham fan, but I took a copy of, I've got loads of football records, so I took my I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, seven inch single, and I got him to sign that, because they sang that, they sang a, the version, the version I've got is the Cockney Rejects version of I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, so I took him to sign that, and yeah, it's just, just a really entertaining, funny day, uh, I got a photo with him, really nice fella, you know, when you're just chatting to him, really nice guy, um, so yeah, that was good, but yeah, do you want to let people know the gig we went to together? Yes! Go on. So we went and actually saw the Wandering Hearts live, and it made me really happy. Ah, cute. So yeah, we saw this band called the Wandering Hearts. Want to tell people what they are and what they do? They sing. They sing. <laughs> Who's in the band at the moment? Uh, there's. Oh, they used to have another member, but yeah, he left. Yeah, he left. He he formed his own band called the Father Line, who I've seen. They're really good. And now there's only three of them, mm. and there's this this guy with like long hair. Yeah. Um, and he's really nice. And then there's the blonde girl, who's literally just getting engaged mm. or got engaged or something like that. She's going to get married, I believe. Yeah, I think she she was she was engaged to her fiance now. Yeah. When when we went to see them. And she was so pretty, and I loved her dress, and she mm. was really sweet. Mm. And then there was a brunette who just had a baby a while ago, and yeah. uh, she was good. Um, 
and they had um, some people playing uh, guitars and uh, drums. Them, yeah, so they had a backing band as well. Yeah, uh, but they were really good. Um, it yeah. was so nice. And like Daniel tried to tease me because basically um, there's one song that I really like from them. Um, called Devil. Yeah. It's a really good song. It's worth listening to. Devil by the Wandering Hearts. Do go listen. I love it. Basically, yeah. um, Daniel tried to tease me. Before we went to see them, say imagine they don't play that one song, and uh, I did threaten him that I will literally sit there on my butt for the rest of the time until they come back to play it, <laughs> and they did play it, and I was of course they did. It's the so, biggest. Song. I was so happy. <laughs> that, is that is my favorite song You're from them. Happy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they as you said, they used to have four members, uh, and I've seen them before. So I actually went to see I went to see Sarah Darling play at the at Bush Hall at the under the apple tree sessions. Uh, Bob Harris presented it. Whispering Bob Harris, who used to present the Old Grey Whistle Test and now does the Radio Two Country Show, um, and he brought on these acts. And Sarah Darling was third on the bill. She's probably the biggest artist on the bill, but uh, she's in America. So, but yeah, so he, they came on to headline uh, at the end of the night. Um, Sarah Dougal also played that night as well. Um, but yeah, they came on to headline and they had the four of them. They were really good, but it was just the four of them. Two, two, two guys with guitars, the two girls just singing, and um, and um, he, yeah, and and one of the guys had a kick drum, so that's all. But it still had a pounding beat, you know. But then this time it was just the three of them, obviously, and obviously they're backing bands. It's a very different story. Um, do you want to give the context on the two albums, or should I? And what happened with them? Oh, you go ahead. So the first album came out, I believe, 2018, yeah? Or 2019, around then. So I think it was 2018. Second album due to come out 2020. Now, just when COVID hit, it was due to come out. So second album's going to be with the three of them, not the four. Um, and it was a dramatic change in sound. So it went from being really fun, poppy, pumping Americana, with huge beat, to being a really laid-back, chilled, singer-songwriter-style Americana record, yeah? And essentially, they did the mistake that a lot of artists made when prolonging albums that were ready and finished during COVID uh, at the start. They prolonged it until 2021, mid-2021. We were on holiday when it came out. Don't you remember? Oh, yeah. We listened to it on holiday. So they kind of built up a lot of hype for an album that then dramatically changed their sound. Now, it's one of those where like, I prefer the first album, but I think the second album is definitely a better album. It's a better piece of art, yeah. But like, they built up all this, all all this, you know, this pressure to make it a good album. Like they they just built up all this hype, and it kind of just failed. But saying that, we went to the show. It, it was packed, but then it was meant to be somewhere else, wasn't it? It was meant to be at Shepherd's Bush Empire. Yeah. Which holds a thousand people, and literally two weeks, less than two weeks before. They changed it to the Lafayette in London. Well, they're both in London, but Lafayette's and King's Cross, which holds less people. It holds probably about 700 overall. Yeah, it's very interesting because there was not... So basically, where we were, so we were downstairs, there was upstairs seating as well. And it's very interesting because during the first part, before they came out, it was maybe about half full, maybe 60%. Yes, for the warm packs. And when they came on, it just got so packed. Yeah. It's incredible. I And what I find odd about that as well is that it's not like there's a bar. There is a bar there, actually. You walk through the bar to get out, don't you? But it's not open when the gigs are on. Yeah. So, like, it's not even like people are drinking and waiting for them. 
And also, you can't find the time they come out unless you're in the venue and you look at the sheets. Yeah. Because they don't want they want people to turn up to support all the bands. Like we had three artists. I can't remember the name of the first singer. She was fine. She was from Nashville. She was fine. But I've heard a, a lot of singers like her. She Is wasn't that the unique. Brunette? Yeah, she was. I didn't find her that unique. I've heard a lot of her, and I put on her album, and uh, there's one song on it. I can't remember what it, I should have saved it to my playlist because I do do that all the time. I just didn't, and I enjoyed it, but I, you know, not too fast. Wildwood Kin though, I haven't seen them live, but I've listened to their music before. They supported next, the Free Girls. Oh yeah. So you had one who played the standing. I drum. like them. They I had a good. major crush on them. They're so pretty, yeah. and they were so cool, yeah. and I wish I had friends, because if I had friends, then I'd want them to be my friends. You want them to be your friends? Yeah. Well, they did the standing drummer, didn't they? They had a guitarist, and they had a keyboard player, slash, I think she played mandolin as well. Um, yeah. And the harmonies are gorgeous. Beautiful! Um, yeah. I mean, like, the Wandering Hearts harmonies are great too. Um but yeah, no, I I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the gig. I really enjoyed Wildwood Kin, actually, because they were such a surprise to me. Because like I've seen the Wandering Hearts before. Uh, Wildwood Kin, I really enjoyed. Uh, do, do you want to tell people about the merch we got? Oh, the merch. So what were we going to buy originally? We were only going to buy one vinyl. Yeah, the vinyl for me. And what were you going to buy for yourself? I wanted a t-shirt. So we're going to spend that, and that would be a minimum of £50, yeah? So that was going to be £50. Who was, who was the smart one? I was. Who spotted? I was. Who spotted the deal? I was. Okay, we'll say you were there. I was. Oh, I did see you. Did you? But you yeah. didn't say anything. Um, <laughs> well, no, because you're going to come back, and you're just going to stuff this room with more crap from gigs and it's just going to be like pins and cds and everything else like you know we have... still did it so do you want to tell people the deal we got tell people the deal okay, we got okay so we basically got i got a t-shirt and daniel got a vinyl mm-hmm. so i got the new album on cream vinyl oh my god cream vinyl that looks white <laughs> but it's cream he got the slightly cream. cd mm-hmm. of the deluxe edition with the bonus tracks yeah, of course. An alternative album cover. Of course. And a little pin. A little pin badge of a guitar that says TWH on it for the Wonder yeah. Hearts. And um, I also got something else as well because I got my T-shirt. Oh, my God. That so, was funny. So I went back out because I realised they were selling some T-shirts for a fiver. And I went back out to look. And there, it was the 2021 tour T-shirts from their last tour. Because they have done another tour since COVID. I, I think she might be pregnant during it, but I'm not sure. She um, would have been super yeah, pregnant because the baby looked so young. Yeah, I, I th- they must have been. Oh, they would have been touring when the they would have been touring when the album um came out when we were on holiday because social distancing and everything had stopped. Yeah. So they would have been touring then, and like, I I looked. That was the shirt I wanted anyway when I saw it, and she gave it to me. The merch, the girl doing the merch. So I was like, brilliant, Fiverr, I have that. So we walked home with a stash load of stuff and there was no bag. They didn't have the bags. They had no bags. <laughs> oh my God. Couldn't even buy a tote bag. They didn't have them. I beg you told them about the bar guy. So we went up to the barman oh. and he went running off. And I, I did say to him, I did say to him, even a bin bag would be fine. Oh, and he delivered. The biggest was... bin bag you've seen in your life. I looked like I was robbing a bank. 
Oh. But it was just so sweet of him, the fact that like he went out of his way that yeah, much to I do know. that for you. I know. Cause... And that's what had me. Because I was like, that is so sweet, the fact that he literally went yeah. and found something for you to put your crap in, basically. He didn't have to, because it's not like... Oh, I that's know, the thing. He's I know a it's barman. good customer service, but he gets it's paid so at the end of the night. He's obviously... He's, he probably doesn't work there permanently. He's probably an agency worker. Maybe, yeah. Got maybe. Or maybe it's too small a place for agency, actually. It might be too small a place. But, yeah, because they wouldn't want to pay the extra fees. So it's probably just... But it was, it was but so yeah. sweet. That was so kind of, of him. Yeah, it was. And, like... Yeah, I mean, overall, it was a really good night, wasn't it? Except the fact that I'm not five foot and everyone that is tall <laughs> wants to sit in front of me. Yeah, four foot ten and then these really tall people just... Did it. I mean, I struggled enough to see what... But, yeah, no, you had no chance. <laughs> so it's amazing, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, it was fine. At 14, yeah. I said no chance. Next time, I'm going to go to a um, gig. I'm going to make sure I bring either stilts or a big chair um, and just sit on it at this point because uh, I'm very visual. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, all right, I think a good place to end the podcast there. It's quite a, quite a long one today, I think. You've done Sorry, guys. Oh, you've done amazing as always, baby. Well done. Um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, just... As I say, a couple of reminders. Uh, watch the space for the Twitter that's going to be coming out at some point. I'm really looking forward to it and hopefully setting something cool up there. Um, website, go check it out as as if you haven't already or listen to the episodes there. If you want, it's totally up to you. Uh, rate, subscribe, please. As always, uh, thank you for the continued uh, support. Um, really enjoying doing the podcast at the moment. We've got two episodes lined up so far. Uh, one repeat guest, uh, who, who I know you guys really love a lot. And another one is a brand new guest who's doing something quite, quite unique. And he's going to come on and talk about what he's doing. And it's, it's music based. So You'll be excited. Really, yes, you will. Um, and with that, we'll be venturing into a genre we've not really touched upon at all in the podcast yet. So that'll be cool as well. And a lot of my fans on Instagram are very much like into that genre. So we'll look forward to that. But anyway, um, Gabby, thank you for coming on, as always. I mean, you're welcome. You had no, you had no choice because, you know, you're, you're my girlfriend and you're doing this. <laughs> You do nice and lovely things for me. I've been held hostage. <laughs> no, you're not. Sorry. Don't you de- tell them you're not. Please. Please. No. no. Um, but yeah, do keep an eye out. I will be oh, taking Daniel to take some more photos. Yeah, we'll get some nice photos. Uh, so I'm going to get my camera out and make him look as pretty as possible. All and, for you. And I'm going to be dieting after we go away. So. Oh my God. So I'm going to get slim hopefully as well. So I won't be all tubby. And people go, oh, that guy looks a lot more just presentable. <laughs> so hopefully that'll be the case. But anyway, guys, thank you as always. Uh, let's say goodbye. Gabby, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye, guys. Bye. Miss you already. Aw, she's so sweet. <laughs>